MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning to you, and I do mean good. It is Gil Alexander. Thanks for joining us tonight for a numbers game or today. Our numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, good morning, man. It's like it's like the morning after your bar mitzvah or your wedding or some big sort of family event where it's like the, the Sunday brunch kind of thing where you're just basking in the afterglow. You might have other examples. The NFL draft never fails. How was it for you? You ended up okay. Well, you only made a couple bets. Well, I I ended up uh, I ended up with with th- with three total bets. Yeah, we are going to go two and one. Which well, there's you. nothing wrong with that. No, our uh, our Charles Cross closing line value somehow didn't get there. That one didn't get there somehow. Uh, but uh, well, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. It was a it, once again it was a wildly successful NFL draft, but it wasn't wildly successful in the way in the same way that others were. Other previous ones, if you've watched a numbers game in previous years, we were, I think one year we were uh, 8-0-1, and another year we were 11-1, and and we were just we we're just destroying it. This year, we ended up still winning more than we lost. It was 8, I think it was 8-6 and six for, you know, plus 5.6 units, but then I weighted the Derek Stingley one so heavily that it ended up being like a 13 unit, 13.6 unit haul, the Derek, uh, the, uh, Derek Stingley to go, 
you know, third exactly to be the first quarterback pick. And those were all big plus money plays. Um, and so in a, in a very different kind of way, it ends up being this massive haul again, but we got to the same result just in some ways. I have to tell you, it's almost a relief because if, if we don't get that one, if that doesn't happen, if the Texans don't take Derek Stingley at three, it's either a wash or maybe even a small loss, to be honest with you. But it happened. And that was the pick that made the draft for. So I hope everybody cashed in on that. We'll read a bunch of tweets later about it. Uh, it's just so much fun. We had a ball last night. I want to shout out my co-host Matt Brown and Mike Pritchard last night and Kelly Bidlin here at Circa on our VEASAN NFL Draft BetCast. We had a ball. Michael Lombardi and Femi Abebefe joined us. Uh, for the first three hours from Circa, and then Tim Murray and Sean King joined us for the duration, for the balance of the first round. Uh, we had an absolute ball tonight. Matt Kelly and I will uh, rerun it for rounds two and three, and Stormy Bonatoni will join us from Circa because there's going to be a whole bunch of parties at Circa with a whole bunch of uh, celebs, ball players, and Stormy will be in the mix in all of it. So we look forward to that. But that's really the irony is, Jeff, that that's that third pick. So here, here's another one. I hope everybody was listening earlier this week when I said what I can't bet in the DraftKings jurisdictions was the one, two, three. I said Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Derek Stingley, one, two, three. That's the one I would bet at six to one. By the end of the show, it was plus 550. By draft time, and this was very indicative of how this draft went, by the show, by showtime last night, an hour before the draft, the intel was so strong on Kayvon Kayvon, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau going number two to Detroit, that I had convinced myself that that recommendation was going to be a loss. I thought it, it felt to me that it was going to be Trayvon, Kayvon, Stingley. And in the end, it was Trayvon, Aiden Hutchinson, and Derek Stingley, one, two, three. But Jeff, that third pick going to, to Houston going Stingley, that was the celebration. And by the way, shout out to Mitch Moss uh, from Follow the Money, who had that at 100 to one. The number three pick. What a, what, what a hit. Hey, what a hit. Listen, anytime you hit 100 to 1, you deserve a shout out. So, congratulations to Mitch on that, too. Let everybody win. I hope everybody won on that. But shout out to him on 100 to 1. But that pick was very interesting, Jeff, in the sense that while that was the pick that gave us the boon, that gave us the haul, what it did was create a cascading effect that then gave us some losses. Because what we didn't sort of figure on, at least I didn't figure on, was that because the Texans took Stingley at three, your Jets at four, who, by the way, when we do the whole winners and losers thing, I don't think there's ever been a draft where there's been a bigger consensus on who won. The New York Jetropolitans are the winners of your draft. Now, how they can mess this up, oh, we'll see. <laughs> That's another story for another day. But because Stingley went three, <coughs> pardon me, because Stingley went three, the Jets figured at four, you know what? Yeah, we got 10, but Ahmad Sauce Gardner's not going to be there. We better take him. Obviously, Stingley and Gardner, whatever order you had them projected, some had one better, the uh, others had the other. We better take him at four, and so they did. Then the Giants, and this is where the two, te- you know, where the teams having two picks thing came into effect again. The Giants at five must have figured to themselves, well, we have seven, and every offensive lineman is still on the board. So why don't we take Kayvon thinking, by the way, how have the Giants won Super Bowls in their history? The LT led Giants of the 80s and early 90s. 
And, of course, the, the strong defensive line of Michael Strahan and company beating the Patriots twice. So they go Kayvon Thibodeau five, figuring, well, we'll have it, our pick of the offensive lineman, whichever one we want at seven. And so that's what they did because they figured that could be the possible unicorn, Thibodeau. And so one, two, three, four, five end up being defensive players. It is the first time since the merger that that has ever happened in the history of the NFL draft. One, two, three, four, five defense. And so what that did is that after the Derek Stingley Hall, we, lo- we lose the cave on Thibodeau one. We lost Charles Cross ultimately because the Giants went Evan Neal at seven, right? They, they had the, the, a different offensive lineman in mind after Aki Aquano went uh, six to the Panthers. And we lost, what was the third one we lost in that mix? Uh, we also lose the Giants going offense with the first of their picks. So we had our share of losses, right, in the end. We had our share. It was different from other drafts. It was just that the Stingley thing was so big that it overrode everything. And so congratulations to everybody who did uh, that as well. Any which way, Derek Stingley, three, and to the uh, Texans as the first cornerback as well. And, of course, the under 11 and a half or the under whatever you got Stingley at cashes very easily. Winners and losers, uh, your Jets. I mean, what can you say? Ahmad Sauce Gardner at four. Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State wideout, who was not the first wideout selected. Drake London to the Falcons, which was a curious pick. Drake London was at one point the short shot to be the first wideout selected. But Garrett Wilson on the run-up to the draft was the Jets. He lands a, uh, he lands to them at 10, or he falls to them at 10. So it's Gardner, Wilson, and then a trade for the Jets later. And they get, they end up getting uh, Johnson in a way that, I mean, what a, what a haul for the New York Jets in the end. you got to be thrilled with those three picks. Well, they get, according to Joe Douglas, they get three of their top eight, which well, is. I think Jer- Jeremiah had three of their top, three of his top nine players. Yeah, so I, no complaints there. They didn't give up too much to come back in <coughs> and get Johnson. They took the guy I wanted at four when it was all said and done in Gardner. They took the guy I wanted at 10 with Wilson. And as my dad perfectly said to me on the phone afterward, after they made the pick uh, of Johnson, if this one uh, doesn't work out, it's never going to work out for them. That's a great point. That's a great way to put it. This went as well as it possibly could have. And I was making this point to you before the show, Gil, what an amazing draft from East Rutherford down to Baltimore. Yes. Those four teams on that part of the I-95 corridor, the Jets, the Giants, who did great with their two picks, the Eagles, who who make a great pick with Davis, with trading up to get him to get in front of the Ravens, and then trading their second number one pick to get A.J. Brown on a night where the Cardinals traded a one wow, to get getting, Hollywood you're, Brown. You're getting ahead of where we want to go yeah. here, but you're 100% Crazy. right. Femi's a Cowboys fan. I'm a Washington fan. And that was the first thing we said last night, which is, well, we're not very happy because the Giants and Eagles are killing this. The Giants and Eagles are killing this draft. Let, let's let's riff off what you just said about trades, though, because this is where you start to get into who are the who are the teams at least on the the morning after the draft. Let's just establish none of us really know a damn thing. Can we say that? As, of course, as yes, we then correct. follow, That's as correct. we then follow with commentary <laughs> on not knowing a damn thing. But the draft is the most inexact science of the world. But let's get to some of those trades there for a second because. Well, let's just take the easiest comp, right? The easiest comparison between two of these trades. One, the Ravens, remember, there was no trades in the top 10. And then once 11 hit, it was a trade fest. Washington traded down from 11 to 16. 
Uh, it was a trade where Washington sent the number 11 pick to the Saints for the number 16, 98, and 120. And the Saints went ahead and grabbed Chris Olave, so they get Chris Olave on the other side of Michael Thomas to Ohio State wideouts, in theory. And Washington went down to 16, and they ended up with Jahan Dotson. And so my thing as a Washington fan was, I had my heart set on Olave. I had my heart set on Jamison Williams. They end up with Jahan Dotson. There's a lot of people think that that's a good trade for Washington with Jahan Dotson. Time will tell. Time will tell. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'll tell you this. If Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, every touchdown they score next year is going to be a death by 10,000 paper cuts for me if Jahan Dotson doesn't keep up with that. So we'll see. But the, here's, the, here's the real sort of easy comp. The Ravens trade... The Ravens trade Marquise Brown to the Cardinals, the Cardinal and uh, and the Cardinals, excuse me, along with the hundredth pick, and get the twenty third pick in the first round. What were the what were the Cardinals? What are they thinking? Like when did Marquise Brown become someone you would trade your twenty third pick for? I don't care if you're getting a hundred back, and juxtapose that with the Eagles getting AJ Brown in essentially the same deal for the 18th and the 101st overall picks, and then the Titans turn around, they draft Traylon Burks from Arkansas. The Eagles made themselves a spectacular trade. What are the Cardinals doing? That was the, that was in, this is not armchair quarterbacking the next morning. We were all over at the moment. We're like, what in the heck was that? That was by far the worst move of the night, what Arizona did. By far. I thought so. I mean, there's others that tried to, to, to compete with that as bad. We'll get to one of those after the break. But that made no sense whatsoever. Illogical. Completely. Some teams, man, you just you just wonder when you do this stuff if they ever get it. We'll read through tweets. Uh, we'll continue with the draft. Oh, yes, and a triple header in the NBA. we got to get to that. Paul Carr, Chris Velika, Vinny. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget, time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, the BetMGM Sports app. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. As I mentioned, Paul Carr will join us to uh, have uh, give us some Premier League picks. What is it, 10 weeks in a row now? Nine weeks? I don't even remember. I lost count. He's doing very well. He is <laughs> on fire. He will join us. Chris Felica, who's in town uh, for the draft, find out how his draft went as well. See if he has any thoughts going into the second round tonight as well. And of course, Vinny will join us. Uh, yesterday's tennis pick hit again. Uh, we're on a little quiet clay court streak. Don't don't say it too loud. Um, we do have a pick coming up. I just want to make sure that it hasn't started yet because there's only one that didn't get going uh, before the show here. Do Yes. Okay. Let's get it out right now. I am on Emil Rusevori. Emil Rusevori. This is in Munich. Emil Rusevori is a is a dog to uh, our guy uh, Holger Rune. I believe it's Holger Rune. He has a longer name. It's like Vitus or whatever. Rusevori is the pick. So uh, for those who are like, what? What'd you say? Rusevori is the guy with uh, with four U's in his name. That's how you'll know him. Rusevori. Emil Rusevori, uh, who is uh, for those who for those who care about such things, he is a Finnish tennis player. 
who uh, has had success. We've bet on him before. I got him uh, last night. Your price is going to be pretty – I got him at plus 148. He's in the plus 130s now. Still very playable. I wouldn't play it any lower than plus 125, let's say. Um, I think right around there is the cutoff. But Emil Roussevori, as a dog, coming up in, oh, I don't know. You know how tennis goes. Could be in 20 minutes. Could be a little after that. But I wanted to get that in before it starts as we continue on clay on the run-up to the French Open. For those who missed it earlier this week, 10-1 to 1 on Bedosa in Madrid. Uh, for those who jumped on the Bedosa pick, let's uh, continue with that throughout the week and a half in Spain. All right, back to the NFL draft. Well, actually, we, we get tweets. I'd uh, be in the book. Always appreciate this. First of all, Russell Smith with a uh, with a correction, and Russell is right. We got the research wrong on the draft cast last night on the draft bet cast. So thank you for pointing this out. He goes, just an FYI regarding defensive players taken at the top of the draft. Uh, Nineteen ninety one, the first six picks were on defense. So there was one other year where this happened. So that's actually the record. Nineteen ninety one, Russell Maryland, Eric Turner, Bruce Pickens, Mike Kroll, Todd Light, Eric Swan. The Russell Maryland and Eric Swan probably having the best uh, careers of that bunch, I would imagine. But that was all defense in 1991. One, two, three, four, five, six. So thank you for the uh, thank you for the correction on that, Russell. We appreciate that. So that was the second time yesterday that the first five went defense, and then a slew of uh, a slew of tweets from from last night. <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, everybody seemed to appreciate again. Uh, Matt Brown, Mike Pritchard. It's it's a big event when Mike Pritchard is with us whether it's the Super Bowl or the draft. Uh, Mike Pritchard, who was drafted in the 1991, the, the draft we were just talking about, he was drafted 13th, so he was in that draft. Uh, so what does that mean, that he was the one, two, three, four, fifth? He was the sixth offensive player taken in that draft and number 13 to the Atlanta Falcons. But whenever he's with us, it's a big event. Michael Lombardi, Femi Abebefe, uh, Tim Murray, and Sean King as well. We had a great time last night with Matt and Kelly. Uh, this is a tweet from... Uh, Master of Puppets, man, pays off to listen to all the draft information that you and your guests provided. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Steve Clark, uh, you, you. this is to uh, me, Matt, and Michael Lombardi. You have collectively helped increase my net worth a wee bit with your draft insight. Thank you all. Uh, man, we're glad. We hope everybody cash. Cricket man, Gil, I should buy you an orchard. Forget the baskets. And I still have the uh, Joker for MVP. I bow to the sensei. Man, I hope, again, like I said, wasn't just me. The draft is great. Raymond Edmond, Gillionaire, cashing tickets, Stingley baby. Rob L, Stingley, yes. Uh, Thomas Har, very happy, but all those Stingley tickets like three weeks ago got serious CLV. Peter Pappas, bang biscuit. I assume that's about <laughs> I assume that's about Stingley too. Daytime Degenerate, thank you, Gil, for making the first round so much fun. Um, that Stingley bet, baby. Um, and then uh, I Papa Katz, uh, I want to thank you and the team for a great live, informative, and entertaining betcast on round one of the draft last night. We had a ball. Thank you for all the kind notes. We'll do it again tonight with Stormy from Circus. Stormy Bonatoni will join us. Uh, other trades, Jeff, last night in terms of just, and none of these move the futures market, right? Like, let's sort of establish that, that the draft, unless it's a quarterback-heavy draft, and there's a Trevor Lawrence going number one to Jacksonville, and that's going to move the Jaguars incrementally in the futures market. It's not the, the needle's not going to move on a draft like this, and that was the biggest headline besides the, the defensive players at the top. The biggest headline of this draft, Jeff, is that we finally ran into a draft where the quarterback crop was so poor that even NFL GMs resisted the temptation to trade up. 
Kenny Pickett going 20 to the Steelers is the only quarterback selected in the first round, which means Malik Willis is the big favorite to go uh, first tonight in terms of quarterbacks. Um, we'll see how early he goes in the second round. But that was the biggest headline of this draft, that it was only Kenny Pickett. That's it. No Malik Willis. Um, nobody else. No Howell. No Ritter. No Corral. Nobody. And so in the end, that was a headline. And the other one, we just talked about how how curious the Cardinals trade was, especially by comparison to the A.J. Brown trade. A.J. Brown goes to the Eagles in a blockbuster where the Eagles agree to pay him a massive extension after this coming year. The Cardinals make this strange trade where they give up their 23rd pick, which ultimately conveys to Buffalo. They end up with Kyrie Elam. And they, the Cardinals, trade out to get Marquise Brown? Really? There's that. And then, you know, how about the Lions trade? The Lions and the Vikings make this trade where the Lions trade up to number 12 and grab Jamison Williams. From Alabama, and this is where I get back to my Washington thing, which is like, if Olave and Williams end up having these awesome rookie seasons and Jahan Dotson doesn't, I'm just, just death by, again, 10,000 paper cuts. But Detroit gets the 12 and the 46. Minnesota gets 32, 34, and 66. So Minnesota dropped down 20. They dropped down 20, and Detroit ends up on the heels of getting Aiden Hutchinson at two. They end up with what Sean King, with who Sean King described as the unicorn in the entire draft in Jamison Williams. So if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you got to be super pumped. By the way, when you do that draft analysis on that trade, between two division rivals, I might add, which is interesting, and if you go back to the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart, man, Detroit fleeced him. Brad Holmes gets the best of Quezzi Adolfo Mensa in that trade. You got to love that for the Lions. I have no idea what Minnesota was doing. I don't either. Because doing that, it's one thing to make that trade with just a random team. It's another thing to yes. do it with a division rival and move down 20 spots. By the way, I like what Minnesota did at 32 anyway. But Jamison Williams, I, I actually thought when that trade was made, I'm like, oh, no, did Detroit just trade up to take a quarterback at 12? That's what we all that thought. That was what my thought was. We're we like, thought. oh, no, they just totally butchered it. And then. Goodell goes to the stage and it's Jamison Williams like, oh, that was actually a really good move by the Lions. Who, I, I got to give the Lions some credit here, Gil, because yes. there was a lot of noise. Obviously, you, you talked about it that Kayvon Thibodeau was going to go number two, mm-hmm. and Dan Campbell and company legitimately took thirty seconds and got up to got got the pick in, never wavered. It was always Hutchinson. There, there was a lot of people, and even on our network, like who were who were scoffing at the idea that a team is motivated by picking someone who their fan base is quite familiar with, whether in college or in high school or what have you. I'll bring it up again. Part of Washington's calculus when they drafted Chase Young, Chase Young was a big star at DeMatha High School. DeMatha High School in Hyattsville, Maryland, typically known for Morgan Wooten, one of the great high school coaches, if not the greatest high school basketball coach of all time. DeMatha's still a powerhouse. We see DeMatha players in college basketball all the time. But Chase Young was a football player at DeMatha. They absolutely had that in their calculus. Like a homegrown guy, we want that, even though he played ball at Ohio State in college. So Detroit, yeah, they want to put any excuse they can have to put people in the seats. I'm not saying it's the smartest thing. I'm not saying it's the overwhelming motivation. But to dismiss it entirely, I think, would be foolish also. And so they did do that. The you know, the, And the biggest thing also with these wide receiver trades, right, 
the the different attitudes in the NFL. That's the other big macro statement from this. Green Bay unwilling to pay Devontae Adams the big money. Kansas City unwilling to pay Tyreek Hill the big money. Um, we see it now with the Titans. A.J. Brown, you're good, but we're not paying you the big money. And then you have the teams that are, right? The teams that acquired those three players. And that's why... That's why we ended up going so heavy on the over uh, with wide receivers, which ends up being the worst push of them all. We had over six plus 140, got a great number. Six wideouts picked in the first 18, and then no more after that. The seventh wideout never came, including Green Bay passing twice. But that that's the interesting economic philosophies of, of, of players now, specifically at wideout in the NFL. Some teams willing to pay the price tag, Others want no part of it. They got a different economic structure under the salary cap. Some NBA talk and more draft talk on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business. Right here at Visa.com, subscribers will have access rather to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, JVT on the NBA, Andy McNeil throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. We got Andy on the show on Monday. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide. The Derby. I couldn't see past the draft. The Derby is upon us. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash spring. We're going to have to get flatter on the show next week, right? Gots to. It's a gots to situation. Get flatter on there. We get tweets at beating the book. Chance Copperpot. Is that his real name? Or is that a f- hope so? Chance Copperpot. That's awesome. Is that a reference to something? Gil, do you ever take the uh, money line and the spread in tennis? For instance, uh, today you're on uh, Rusevori at plus 148, but you could also bet the plus three at minus, tw- uh, minus 120. Would you consider splitting your unit on the two just in case one doesn't hit? You could get your bet back. Um, I have played spreads before. We have talked about spreads here on the show. Or we have bet spreads here on the show. I'm not doing it today. I am not going to dissuade you from doing it, but I don't believe... Uh, that's the uh, the tack that I want to take with it, but I, I will not tell you not to. Ace approves uh, tweets. Grab Stingley top five plus one twenty five off your uh, off your tail and found a plus one seventy five on six plus wide receivers under three and a half quarterbacks under a half a running back under a half a tight end. Nice job, Ace approves. Um, no running back picked in the first round either. No Brees Hall. Every running back on the board for the second round tonight. Brees Hall and beyond. Bruce Dobingen, crack. Bill Krakenberger quietly gave Elam and uh, and sign at the last moment yesterday. Bonus. Yes, he did. Shout out to the crack man. Phil Weiss, please, Gil. Spare me the positive spin on the Jets. <laughs> Phil Weiss. It's always, it's always a downer. Phil, come on. It's the one day a year come where on. things don't stink. Phil, you got three great players. What are you talking about? He goes, this is a team that kept their coach in a hotel with six kids all season. It's most famous play in recent memory is the butt fumble. Come on. Phil, come on. One day a year, we're allowed to be happy. Oh, one day. man. Come on, Phil. Matthew Mayberry. Uh, sick that the draft isn't offered in Pennsylvania. Would have cleaned up for sure. And just a thought on something you said. 
I, I thought the Saints trading up for Olave was a bad pick. I thought trading up there had to be Jamison Williams. And I love Dotson for Washington. Matthew, from your lips to God, may it happen. I just tell you, all my Washington buddies, they are spinning Dotson. They're like, Gil, he's got great hands, got great speed. We're going to love it. I'm like, okay. Also, why is every single undersized receiver only when, when we're looking at, at, at post-draft comments, every small, fast, wide receiver is only compared to Deshaun Jackson now? What, the that, only comparison. That's exactly who my buddy compared the him to. The only comparison. Gil, he's like D-Jax. He's just going to be just like yeah. D-Jax. <laughs> like, is he? Is it that easy to, to, to just follow up on Deshaun Jackson? Um, all right. Well, the NBA happened last night also Did? during the NFL draft, apparently. Uh, we had it up on the screens. We're, we're like, how long can we go without mentioning the N- the NBA tonight? And Michael Lombardi broke the drought when he uh, – when he said, uh, by the way, there are a couple droughts broken last night. Can I point out some uh, on the VEASAN++ side? If people have a subscription to VEASAN++, a huge event happened in uh, primetime action history. Well, it was a betcast. It wasn't, it wasn't technically primetime action. But Matt Brown actually left the studio in hour number five and used the restroom, which means I, after one year and ten months of primetime action, have outlasted him. Never a trip to the restroom. Kelly gave me a standing ovation, said it was my finest moment ever here at the network. Better than Tankapalooza, better than the Nationals, better than the whole William Hill thing, better than the Westgate, outlasting Matt Brown. Matt, Matt, Matt Brown only has yeah. 1,500 trips to the bathroom <laughs> to equal our audio guy, Kev. So so Lombardi broke the drought. I scolded him. He's like, the Sixers won by – it's amazing. So the Sixers crushed the Raptors. My Raptors pre-flop bets, dunzo. And thank God for the draft because it, it wiped away the pain of that very easily. But the Sixers win it by 35, 132 to 97, and the Sixers win it in six uh, in Toronto. They get it done, and so they are on their way to play the Miami Heat in a best-of-seven conference semifinal series. Embiid with 33 and 10, Harden added 22 and 15, um, Tyrese had 25, uh, going 5 for 12 from three-point range. Tobias had 19 and 11. Game one is Monday night in that series in South Florida. After the Heat, of course, beat Atlanta in five games. Sixers finished 16 for 40, 40% from behind the arc. The Raptors struggled from three-point range. They only went 7 for 35, 20%. The Sixers, by the way, from the field, 47 of 81, 58%. I mean, you don't need to know much more than those three-point stats and those overall field goal stats for the Sixers. Chris Boucher, 25 and 10 for Toronto in defeat. Uh, the Raptors trailed by three after uh, Siaka made a hook shot with 9.42 left in the third. And then after that, Maxi hit three threes. Sixers broke the game open with a 17 to nothing run over the next four-plus minutes. And that was that. It was a 20-point lead with 5.20 left in the quarter. Good for the Sixers. Congratulations to the Sixers fans. By the way, I love how the Sixers fans went quiet after games four and five, very silent. Now they're back they're like, yeah, I told you. Their sphincter finally loosened up. Uh, so the Sixers get it done in the closeout, and then Phoenix got it down, got it done in a closeout, where Devin Booker came back and played. Devin Booker, he didn't score a lot, but he had a huge three late. But Chris Paul was the story as the Suns win it by six at New Orleans, uh, eliminating the the pesky Pelicans, the number one seed Suns now. But Chris Paul, 33 points. Jeff, 14 for 14 from the field. Why did I say that like Bill Cosby? 14 for 14 from the field. Jello pudding pops. Most field goals without a miss in an NBA playoff game. 
8 and 22 points on 10 of 12 shooting. The Suns were 45 of 75 from the field, 60%. I mean, you don't need to know much more than that. They're not losing many games like that. Suns overcame a 10-point halftime deficit, though, to finish off the Pelicans. This one was closer um, to set up a second-round series with Dallas, who won later. We'll get to that momentarily. Dallas won by a bucket. But the Suns erased the 10-point halftime deficit, making 13 of their first 14 shots in the third quarter to take a three-point lead. But that is, that's history. That's the first time that's ever happened, what Chris Paul did in the history of the playoffs. 14 for 14, that many shots without a miss. And only Wilt Chamberlain in the history of the NBA has had more of a perfect shooting night. In other words, more than 14 for 14. I think he had an 18 for 18 and something like that. But Wilt Chamberlain, as you may know, was 1,000 feet tall and could just drop the ball in the bucket. Chris Paul getting it done. So the sun's on the way. And then Dallas, we mentioned, uh, the, da- the Dallas Mavericks were 17 of 43 from three last night. The Jazz were 9 of 35, uh, nine of 35 from three. That's all you need to know. Doncic and Brunson each scored 24. Mavs beat the Jazz by a bucket to win their first-round series, and again, take on the Suns now in the conference semis. But but Bogdanovich, we were talking about this, Jeff, you and I off air, Bogdanovich had a shot here to win the game. He had a pump fake, cleared the defense, and he had a wide-open three to win it for the Jazz and force a game seven. And I think he was almost so surprised how open it was that he didn't reset his shooting elbow, and it sort of left him funny, and he missed it terribly. And so in the end, we have all four top seeds advancing to the conference semifinals, just like it typically has has been the case in the history of the NBA. Who do you like best in any of these series? All four remaining. I, uh, well, I like Miami in a, in a shorter than expected series against Philadelphia. Me too. Dallas and Phoenix is difficult because... Dallas is the one team other than Golden State that's left that has the matchups that can play with Phoenix. But I think home court's going to be too much. So I like the Suns in a – they might have to work as hard as they did against New Orleans. Uh, Obviously, having Booker back is a humongous deal. But that price, that opened plus 330 last night, Gil, on Dallas. That seemed a little steep. So uh, if you can get north north of $3 on Dallas, that might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle – Going from there, and then... Yeah, give us the series prices on all plus 330 on Dallas. That was the, the peak. It was bent yeah. down to plus 300 uh, on the Mavs uh, overnight. I don't know where, I don't know where it is last... Where it is right now. It was plus 300 uh, about 20 minutes before the show began this mm-hmm. morning. But uh, my, if you're looking at things, I like, my, I like Miami to beat Philadelphia. I, I can't, can't help myself. I'm going to probably end up betting the Bucks to beat Boston. Yeah. Even though Middleton not being there is a big deal in this series. Yeah. Well, here, here are the, here are roughly series prices. Again, shop around for all these. Um, obviously there's still one to be determined because we have a ball game tonight between Minnesota and Memphis <clears throat> or Memphis. <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> so Minnesota and Memphis tonight. So a nice nine o'clock Eastern game. Emotional after that <laughs> draft yesterday, Memphis trying to close them out. Um, so we, the, the three series we have set, Boston minus 230. I'm seeing some. I'm seeing Milwaukee as high as plus 190 in some spots. Poof, you can get that price. You got to grab that. Uh, Heat minus 170. Sixers plus 148 on the comeback for the series. Phoenix minus 250. Dallas plus 207. I'm seeing on the comeback. Uh, Milwaukee at plus 192 leaps off the page. Give me that, and I love the Celtics. 
but plus 192, I know it's no Chris Middleton, but I'll take that. And tonight, again, Minnesota and Memphis, the uh, the Grizzlies, one and a half point favorites in game six. I want no part of anything in that series. Paul Carr on the Premier League, the streak. Will it continue next? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover BetMGM, the kick of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three pointer. Regardless of your bet's outcome, simply use bonus code CODE200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi. Nevada or New York. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Uh, the NFL draft is so great, man. Today after the show, just driving around town, cashing tickets. What an enjoyable life that is. So great. Jeff, you went to the draft yesterday. You actually, did you go to the pre-draft on the strip in front of the Bellagio? I, I got there too late. For that. To uh, see the red carpet. What a beautiful scene that was there. Very interesting scene. I wish they had utilized that stage for more than I, what they I, did. I do too. It seems like they wasted that yeah, scene. Yeah, very odd that the NFL Network, uh, Rich Eisen and company look like they're oh. having a, a jolly jolly time uh, on the corner of the Bellagio Fountains. They got the best, well, no, no doubt, right? They're tied in with the league. They got the best setup with the fountains perfectly behind them. No, they uh, yeah. they look like that. That crew looked like they were having an amazing time. And then I, I look, it just kind of shows just how this city does a great job handling major events. It does. It, because you got basically, if you're on the south end of the strip, I parked on the south end of the strip. I parked in New York, New York. Any, anything south of Harmon. Yeah. Anything south of where the Cosmopolitan is for yeah. people that are unfamiliar with the streets. Yeah. It felt like a regular Thursday. Yeah. Nothing like it felt very normal. And then you get to the Bellagio. Las Vegas Boulevard is closed for a, a, about a block. And the event was cool. It was cool. It was one of those events that I probably won't need to go to again in person. But for the one time, it was a lot of fun. And uh, there were uh, there were plenty of people who were upset by picks because of bets they made, Gil. Yes. I can tell you that. Oh, I'm sure. As, you know, my girlfriend is here. She's at another conference. Can you believe there's another conference in the middle of the NFL draft? Uh, she's there. She's like, why are all these people wearing all these jerseys? Like, why are they here? I'm like, because they love football. She goes, like, yeah, but what are they getting out of it? I'm like, well, you see their team is adding a player. She's like, a player? I'm like, maybe a couple players tonight. They'll add more the next night. You went to the thing at, uh, by the way, I'm, a, I'm an eight iron south of the Cosmopolitan, and you can't even tell that there was a draft. So they, they did a wonderful job. But you did go to the, the, uh, the actual stage. Yes, I did. On Koval. It, yeah, it was right behind the high roller is the technical name, that that big Ferris wheel looking thing yeah. that uh, people see when they fly into Vegas. One of the first few things they see. That's what I called it. I was scolded for calling it a Ferris wheel. Yeah, yes. it's, it, yeah but it, 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 you know what? They It was a good setup. Yeah. It was a good setup. Uh, well, obviously, uh, Felica in the next segment, their yep. setup was pretty good, so... Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. And Jet fans and Eagle fans were uh, very happy last night. They were the As two happiest fan bases. And the Lions fans who were uh, who seemingly were following me the entire night. Yeah. Uh, ecstatic 
over the Jameson <laughs> Williams trade, the fact that they didn't take a quarterback that high. It was so funny. They were showing people like t- Tennessee Titans fans with A.J. Brown uniforms on. That is no longer uh, uh, in play. Um, you said it was the great, it was the biggest event on Koval since uh, Tupac Shakur was shot. And I, I corrected you and said, no, since my cousin Itzik decided not to get a hotel room at a luxury hotel and stay at a cheap one. On <laughs> that, Koval. Your, yours That's is a bigger event. Though. That's a much bigger one. Paul Carr joins us from Topeka, Kansas, ladies and gentlemen, uh, where there is, by the way, some, some sports betting news, I'm told. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, the Kansas legislature late last night passed a sports betting bill, both the House and the Senate. And the governor is expected to sign it. So yes. it looks, assuming everything goes according to plan, I think the deadline to get the regulations in is January 1 of next year. There's rumors it might even be that there's a rumor they want to try to do it by football season. That seems optimistic oh. to me. But by this time next year, for sure, this should definitely be uh, both in-person and online sports better in Kansas. And do I, do I speak for all Kansans when I say, eat it, Missouri, we're doing it before you. Spite is a huge reason this passed. And I, I, <laughs> I love that, it. Not joking. Missouri bungled it again. And yeah. It doesn't look like it's going to get through uh, their Senate this time. So, yeah. It, I mean, because for those who don't know, like Kansas City is split. Like, yes. my aunt and uncle lived two houses from State Line Road. And so lots of people will, you know, live in one place, work in the other. You're crossing the State Line regularly. Yeah, there's uh, a Kansas City, of, Missouri, and there's a Kansas City, right. Kansas. That's right. Uh, so Jeff went to Missouri. a very real, I'm going to go to the other place to you know, I'm going to drive three blocks and place a bet or you sure. know, getting groceries or something like that. Jeff is a uh, Mizzou alum. You have something to say. Yeah. about No, this. I'm stunned that the folks in Jefferson city managed to screw this up again. <laughs> that's all. That's yeah. all I'll say. It's it's stunned Kansas. by that. Yeah. It's been four or five years. They've been trying to do this and you know, I'm not sure the, the down the uh, bill measures are all great, but they are finally looking like it's going to get through. All right. So how many weeks in how many weeks in a row are we now where you are just on fire here where you've had a winning week in England going for number 10 in a row. Oh my goodness. Going yeah. for three, three and last week. Yeah. How about we do this? Do should, it. should we, should we, okay. Cause there's also a Monday game. Why don't you come right. back? We'll, we'll have you come back Monday to do the Monday game. Okay. But why Sounds don't, good. yeah, let's, let's consider this weekend its own pocket. Uh, And you have a three-pack for us. The stage is yours, sir. What's first? Yeah, all these games are Sunday. So I'm going to start with Tottenham Leicester City. Both teams to score. Been riding the Leicester City away. Both teams to score bet for a while. Uh, This one, I mean, it's 20 of 23 for Leicester City on the road. Both teams have scored. It's it's almost that simple. Uh, They tend to get one goal on the road. Uh, Their defense is still kind of a mess with injuries. Tottenham. Their attack's been looking pretty good. The last couple of games, they've struggled a little bit, but I think uh, the underlying numbers will pop back. So pretty straightforward here. Both teams to score. That's what Leicester City does on the road. Uh, Tottenham's still planning to play for Champions League. They're in fifth place right now. So they got some motivation. Leicester City uh, is still playing in Europe. So they may even put a lesser team out, but I still think they'll scratch out a goal. So give me both teams to score here. Tottenham and Leicester City, both teams to score. By the way, that both teams to score one you had the other day was easy peasy, man. <laughs> Real Madrid, man. It's, yeah. it's one of the more satisfying bets to hit. Yes. I mean, it's like hitting an over, basically. Because, yeah, I mean, you get one goal, you're halfway there. The other one happens, it's done. You'll, you can polish them off so early sometimes, even earlier than overs. So oh, yeah, it was a like very satisfying. Bet. 34 minutes in, so you just had, yeah. you know, the other 56 plus to just wait for it to be graded kind of thing. Yep. You got to love can that. Enjoy the chaos. Yeah. Yes. Tot- yeah. Score it, Will, whoever you want to score. Yeah. Tottenham, Leicester City, both teams to score, minus 135. Uh, Tottenham, again, fifth place in the Premier League with five to go. 
just on the outside looking in for Champions League status. All right. Then, Chelsea, you like them. I do. This is this goes back to last week's uh, take the good teams theory. Uh, Chelsea win at Everton is what I played on Sunday. Everton, boy, they're just a mess. Um, they're favored to be relegated right now. And you might think they'll be desperate. But this kind of reminds me of one of your football guests would say, you know, at the end of the NFL season, if the team's in a must win situation, they're probably not very good. Or it must I'm not be that good. That. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's that's it. So that's kind of what we're, where we are with Everton. They've lost eight of 12 under Frank Lampard and every good team they've played. They've just been dominated by Liverpool City, Tottenham. Uh, so I think Chelsea does something similar here. I know Chelsea drew Man United yesterday, but Chelsea outshot him 21 to six, had over two expected goals. Uh, I think they're fine. Uh, Chelsea is still trying to wrap up a top four spot in the Champions League worth for next year. So I'll take Chelsea to win uh, minus 125 is what I played it. All right. I love, I love the Paul Carr handicapping angle of, <laughs> I like the team that's better, Gil. Yeah. I really I have, I have enjoy it. Yes. It, listen, nine, nine weeks in a row, it has served you well, or nine, I should say, nine groups of picks in a row. Uh, and then one more, and it's a total. What do you got? Yeah, this this one I'm taking over two and a half on Sunday in West Ham and Arsenal, minus 115. Uh, I'm surprised this was a pretty good price. Both teams are top five in their total expected goals this season and top four in total shots. Three of, I know only three of West Ham's last eight, I think, have had three plus goals, but the underlying numbers, they've all had a lot of shots, a lot of expected goals. So I think that's coming through. West Ham's got a lot of in issues defensively, injury wise. They're also still playing in Europa League, which is like soccer's NIT in Europe. So they played one semifinal leg yesterday, another one next week. So they may rest some guys. And Arsenal's in fourth place. So they're trying to go for a top four spot. So I think. We're going to get some goals here because West Ham's weak at the back and Arsenal's been playing well, having beaten Chelsea and Man United. So I like over two and a half minus 115. I think it's a good price. All right. Tottenham, Leicester City, both teams to score minus 135. All of these are on Sunday. Chelsea to beat Everton minus 125. Remember, always shop for the juice here. You can get a better number perhaps than Paul did. And then West Ham and Arsenal over two and a half goals. Arsenal, by the way, the team that is trying to stave off Tottenham for that final spot for the Champions League. As you said, West Ham and Arsenal over two and a half goals at minus 115. You're a Miami Dolphins fan. We only have 30 seconds here. Uh, the Dolphins obviously got Tyreek Hill this offseason, so you had no first-round pick uh, in nope. this draft. Was it hard for you to sit through the first round nonetheless, even though you got the riches of Tyreek Hill? Were you still like, man, I wish we had a pick? Uh, yeah, just for the the entertainment value of it all, you know, because yeah. you're always kind of looking at how many picks is it till the dolphins go or oh, seven more here. Is this guy going to fall? And so it didn't have any of that. It was still fun. And hey, Tyree kill is essentially the draft. Pick, I was so we'll going to say, it. you still won the off season with that. Yep. Paul Carr, everybody at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R -R on Twitter from true media networks. And of course the expected value podcast 10 in a row, Paul, let's get it. Let's do it. Paul Carr, everybody right here on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Chris Felica. He's here for the draft. Let's find out how his went, what he thinks about tonight next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.